0: Welcome to His Hands, His Feet Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Camp. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage and equip, even compel you to live a life on mission. As I've shared many times, I believe that God has given each one of us a mission or purpose in this life. And for some, that's a lifelong mission. And for many, like myself, it uh, changes that mission or that purpose changes throughout different seasons of our lives. For me, in these episodes, I draw from my own experience of mission work, uh, whether it be a week or two at a time, or like Danielle and I did several years ago, moved to Thailand for six months. And we draw from those experiences along with my work with nonprofit organizations, whether it's serving on a board or volunteering with them, and also as a foster and adoptive parent. And all of these have a common thread in my mind, and that is, they are responding to a mission and a purpose that God has called uh, me and our family, to. Yeah, Most of these episodes, I do interviews with uh, either missionaries or ministry leaders or someone that's involved in the foster care and adoption world. Um, and then today, it's just going to be me, and what I'm going to do is um, expound on a blog post, uh, or at least one aspect from a recent blog post, and my... Um, Hope is that by hearing some of the stuff that I share here, it will compel you to uh, consider uh, embracing a God's call and purpose that He may have on your life. You know, again, I'm going to spend some of that time expounding on this uh, blog post, and it's the one that um, I posted maybe three or four weeks ago, and it's three takeaways from the A Future and a Hope conference that was here in Austin, and. I thought I would at least expound on on one of these, if not take up the other two in uh, future episodes. But the first takeaway in that blog post is what I'm really uh, focusing on, and that is God sees brokenness and leans into it. And I glean that from a, a talk that Jason Johnson, he was the featured speaker at the conference, and the talk he gave, he really focuses in on on um, this. Um, truth about God. And from this, I'm going to do a few things. I'm going to highlight two insights and then two conclusions. Insight number one that I'm going to touch on here is adoption reflects the gospel story. Insight number two, God ordains adoption at just the exact time he intends it to happen. And then two conclusions. One, Adoption is a covenant relationship, and in conclusion two, it is important for us to be sensitive to God's timing. A missionary friend recently told me that one thing that really speaks to people from a foreign uh, country is, um, and, and shows them better than anything else what the gospel means is adoption. He shared with me that people from a non-Christian culture find it hard to understand why a family uh, would take in a child that belonged to someone else and not just care for them, but make them a part of their family. What I mean by make them a part of their family, to make them a son or a daughter. So in other words, they would inherit, inherit everything that a biological son or daughter would inherit. But what is it about adoption that tells the gospel story? You know, even here in America, adoption moves the heart of people. Most people recognize that it takes a special kind of love to bring another person's child into your family. And and I think the reason why here in America and in the West that, that we recognize that is, you know, a, a good thing. And, and we, we, uh, we kind of lean into it, even if we don't adopt or if a family doesn't adopt, when they hear or, or meet someone who has uh, it, it Causes a, a positive response, emotional response from the, from them, and that is because we do, at least, fundamentally have a Christian worldview here in the West, and and regardless of the of the motive, um, you know that re or the reason that someone adopts, um, it, it takes a special kind of love, and, and that love doesn't really come from within us. It's something that is a God given kind of love. So a few weeks ago at that Future Hope conference, Jason Johnson, in his talk, focused on a, a passage from Galatians 4, 4 through 7, and this is what it says. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons, because... You are sons. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Let's break that down a little bit, and we'll get into some of these uh, insights and conclusions that I, I mentioned earlier. Just a few different words or phrases that I really want to zero in on. And this first one is, the fullness of the time came and I love that phrase, and it, it, it's at times hard for me to wrap my my mind around what it exactly means, and part of it is because uh, we, a lot of times, you know, we just have that one word for time in the English language, but in the original language that this was written in, which was Greek, they have a couple of words for the word time, and, and this one speaks to an exact moment in time that God did this. It's not just the passing of time and, you know, like the the months of the year or the days of a month or the the minutes of an hour. But this was in a, spe- a specific time that he had ordained, that he was throughout history working towards. And then he said, okay, here is the right time. And he sent his son, born, a, born of a woman, born under the law. And then this next phrase, so that he might redeem those who were under the law. And so what God was doing is he was seeing our brokenness. And he was seeing how we needed for him to respond. There was no way that we could help ourselves. And so he responded. God sees our brokenness and he leans into it. He responds to it and he leans into it. And that's exactly what this passage is talking about. He redeemed us. And not only redeemed us, he didn't just pull us out of that broken place But then it goes on to say that we might receive the the adoption as sons. And so he brought us into his family. He didn't need to do that. God adopted us. God the Father adopted us into his family. And the spirit of his son bore into our hearts this cry that calls out, Abba, Father, and that phrase meaning Daddy, 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 Father. And so there's a very intimate, very intimate word picture here that the writer of Galatians is giving us. And then it goes on to say, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So that brings me to the first insight that adoption reflects the gospel story, because that is the story, the good news that God the Father made a way For us to be a part of his family, he adopts us to be his son or his daughter and a joint heir with Jesus Christ and his family. And so when you see that picture of a family adopting a child, a child that does not belong to them, was not born of their flesh and blood, but then they adopt them, they bring them into their family and make them an heir in their family, a son and or a daughter, then it reflects the gospel story. You know, going on to this next insight that God ordains adoption at just the exact time He intends it to happen. You know, just that phrase at the beginning of that passage. But when the fullness of the time came, I see that over and over in adoption stories, and you know, just in our own story, I can see it vividly because we lived it obviously. And if you've read my first book, uh, uh, "Adopting the Father's Heart," I, I, I talk about that throughout the the book, how God just revealed to me that He was. Constantly uh, ordaining the exact right time for our son to be not only placed into our family when he was a foster only child, but then when he was adopted, when we stood before that judge and it became an official uh, relationship, he became our son. And you know, just to reflect on that, some you know, thinking about how in February of 2010, Danielle and I really did think that we were going back overseas. We were getting, starting the motions of returning back overseas, possibly to Thailand to serve as long-term missionaries. And we were attending a mission conference. And at that conference, we were sitting there, a conference that Danielle was not even meant to attend, but she ended up attending along with me and God, even just that simple fact, God was or- orchestrating this whole thing so that Daniel and I heard the exact same thing at the same time listening to a, a band, a worship band, do a set talking about foster care and children that are in the foster care system in our community. And we sat there for about 30 or so minutes listening to them. And then when we left that that session at that conference, it was, I think, a lunch break, and we were walking across the parking lot, and I just simply looked at Danielle, and I said, I think we're supposed to check this out, and neither one of us had any idea how that was supposed to work out, but God began to change the course of our lives at that moment, and so he was working out the exact time, and so then we decided, in fact, we went to Thailand shortly after that, about a month later, and we were there for three weeks, and and um, we're spending time talking to different organizations and serving alongside a, a couple of different ministry teams. And uh, all, all along in the back of my mind, you know, it was just, where does this fit in? How does this all work together? But God knew, and God knew the timing of it. And so we come back to, to Austin, Texas, and, and we begin to poke around and, and find out what we needed to do to become licensed as foster parents. And so we did that throughout the the uh, remainder of 2010 we began taking classes and ironically when I when I do the math I kind of look back from when our son who is our son now when he was born uh, in the fall of 2010 and I look back his biological mom got pregnant just a few weeks after we were sitting in that conference listening to that uh, band talk about foster care and the needs of children in this city and in our community i don't think that's a coincidence i think that's god so we as his biological mom was carrying him to term and uh, was pregnant for those nine months at that same time we were taking classes we were um, getting our home ready Uh, just the logistics of that we are opening our lives up to the scrutiny of the state uh, just for them to deem us okay to foster and 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 maybe even adopt a child and so God was preparing the time the right exact time and then we were finally licensed in January of 2011 and for different reasons we turned down I don't know how many placements we would get a call from um, our placing agency and for different reasons we'd we'd tell them I'm sorry we just cannot accept this placement and that went on for a few months and then it was just like silence for several weeks so much so that I, I was afraid that because we had turned down so many placements, they had moved on from us. And so I, I called them and said, you know, we really are interested in, in fostering you know, children, so please don't overlook us. And they said, No, no, it's it's um it's not that. We just haven't had very many um cases come our way here for a few weeks. And again, I don't think that was coincidence. God was orchestrating the exact time that he'd ordained for our son to be placed in our home. And that took that happened um summer of 2011 out of a broken place. Our son was placed in our home. He was a foster only child. And so we went through the course of 12 months of interacting with his biological family and again a lot of brokenness and um and there we were willing to treat this small young boy just eight months old when he was placed with us as if he was our own son knowing that very very well that um, the family is working towards reconciliation and and quite honestly even though it was a struggle for us um, ultimately we would we hoped that that would happen and that that would be successful but that's not the path that that happened and and so the state terminated the rights of his biological parents and so they turned to us, in effect, and asked us to adopt this, this boy. And so we did that. And so three months later, 15 months after he was placed in our home, at the exact time at, when the fullness of the time came, we stood before the judge and we made a vow that we would be this young boy's father and mother, and he would be our son. We adopted him into our family, our forever family. And so that takes me to one of the conclusions is that that is why I believe strongly that adoption is a covenant relationship. And what I mean by that is that we made a promise before witnesses and before that judge that we would be his father and his mother. And the thing is, is that in a covenant relationship, it's um, in most cases— It's a one-way street. It wasn't our son committing to us, even though some that are older do make that kind of commitment, but it was us making that promise and that covenant to him, and it holds true today. That is also a reflection of the gospel, that God makes a covenant relationship with us. He sees our brokenness. He responds to it. He leans into us. He takes us from that he redeems us from that brokenness and brings us into his family and we are his son and, and or his daughter and that's exactly what we did when we adopted our son and then the second cl- conclusion being that it is important and since sens- to be sensitive to God's timing and so if you're listening to this, you know, and this is something that Jason Johnson, I've heard him say several times. And in fact, when I interviewed him for a podcast episode several weeks ago, it's one of the things that he talked about there. And I've heard him talk about on his own blog and, and uh, even at, uh, at the conference is that my uh, encouragement or my urging to you, if you're listening and you've been thinking about fostering or adopting to be very sensitive to God's timing. Don't allow uh, excuses, busyness, things of this world uh, to drown out the timing that God has ordained for you to bring a child into your family. And I know many of you, you're just just not uh, meant to adopt a child or to foster a child or children. And I totally understand it. I believe that not everybody's supposed to. But I do believe this. That every single one of us who considers ourselves a Christian, we are called to respond to the broken. We are called to respond the way God responded to us. And that is to not only see the brokenness around us, but to respond to it and lean into it. And there's some role that you can have that you are meant to have to be part of the redeeming process in someone's life. And that may be a child who needs a forever family. And if it's not your family, then your role might be to come alongside a family, that it is their purpose. You'll still have a purpose in that. So my encouragement to you is, as I wrap up this episode, and it's really kind of the theme of all the episodes that I do, and it's why this podcast is called His Hands, His Feet, is that God has called us to, to respond to the brokenness in this world that we see around us, in the same way he has responded to us. And that is, again, to see it, to respond to it, and be a part of the redemption process. So would you be willing to allow God to reveal to you not only your mission and your purpose in life, but the exact time, the fullness of time when you are called upon to respond to the brokenness around you? Will you be his hands and his feet? That is what I'm asking and encouraging you to do. Thank you again for joining me here at His Hands, His Feet. I want to ask you to do me a favor. If you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy these episodes, the interviews, the when I expound on different uh, topics and also the conversations I have with Danielle, can you do me a favor? Can you go to iTunes, search for His Hands, His Feet? It will take you to this podcast. And then click on the link that where it says Ratings and Reviews and leave an honest review and rating for this podcast. I would appreciate that. That will help get the word out and, and bring exposure to the podcast. And if you are on my website, that you can just, underneath the player on this uh, page, you can click on the link that will take you straight to the iTunes page for this. So again, thank you for joining me this week at His Hands His Feet.